Welcome to The Village in Him. We are a youth-led podcast that focuses on the people of Zambia and how to navigate the problems we face as a country in order to create development. Follow us on The Village in Him on Facebook and at The Village in Him on Twitter and Instagram. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms where podcasts are listened to. It's not... Um... It's not as stressful as a job interview, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, just make sure I get your name pronounced right. It's Kaluwa, right? Uh, so yeah, it's actually Kaluwa, but Kaluwa. like okay. I have to, I have to type it out with like with a W. Then there's like a symbol on top of the W. But it, yeah, Kaluwa. Okay. Kaluva. Okay, I just I just want to make yeah. sure I pronounce it right. Kaluva. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Kaluva. It's it sounds it sounds almost the same. It's just I just want to make sure that it's, yeah, it's, it's done. It's it, just, yeah, that, yeah. It sounds the same. It's just that you would only know when I explain because people pronounce it, it as they see it, which is Kaluva. <laughs> but then I have to tell them like, no, it's actually this. So it's like a bit complicated when you put like a symbol in your name. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I always, I always feel like it's important to pronounce people's names correctly. So, so that's something. Yeah. Something uh, important. And then it's the bookshelf, just just the bookshelf, or, or is there yeah, any just... pronunciation for that? <laughs> no, it's just the bookshelf. Okay, I guess we can get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Village Zedem. Today, I'm super excited uh, to be to be off politics. I'm, I'm on culture this week. And we're going to be talking to a very interesting person. She runs a... Okay, it's classified as a personal blog, but I get the impression it's much more than that. We get to hear from her, and it's called The Bookshelf. So it's related to reading, culture, interests, and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely something that I've been really excited to do especially as a writer myself. So yeah, I'm looking forward to having this conversation. And yeah, without without further ado, let me introduce Kalua, our guest today. How are you doing, Kalua? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, thanks again for, for taking the time to have this uh, conversation with us. It's really amazing to have you on the show. And um, yeah, I suppose we could get started immediately. Let's let's get into some some background info. Tell us a little bit more about the bookshelf. What's your inspiration? What kind of motivated you to pursue this? And and when did you start? Okay, so the bookshelf is basically a book review blog. Though my Instagram does say personal blog. I can't remember why I had to select that, but yeah, it's basically a book review blog which focuses on. African writing and African diaspora writing. And I started the review blog because, you know, most of the time books or stories that are really, or that are mainstream are like by Western authors. And you wouldn't see a lot of stories by Africans or you would intentionally have to look for them, which can be a bit of a pain if you're not used to that surrounding. Also because when I was in grade 10, for literature, we had to read four African books and one European book. So I guess that's where like my love for African literature started from. And when I decided to make the book review blog, I said, okay, I wanted to create a space where we can actually talk about these books and people can actually see that these books do exist and they're amazing to read. Okay, that's super interesting. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned having to read like four African books and one Western, like European book and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like 
I did the same thing when I when I was going through literature. So, but it never like occurred to me that that was what was going on back then. And now that you bring it up, it's kind of interesting to see that there's like an intention to expose students in high school to African literature. And, and that's something that's really cool, I think. Yeah, it's actually really cool. And I think it was intentional because if I remember, my teacher was Mr. Sinkala. I'm, I'm assuming he preferred African literature because I remember when he told us the books would read, at first I was just like, how are we reading like African literature? Because, you know, at that time I came from reading like a lot of, um, you know, Enid Blyton, J.K. Rowling, all these other mm-hmm. Jacqueline Wilson, you know, those type of like YA uh, Western authors type. I said, okay, why are we reading these? Because, you know, I hadn't unlearned that aspect that we can read African stories. So I think Mr. Sinkala really wanted us to understand that part of our culture that we do have writers and we do have stories to read. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I I wasn't fortunate enough to be in Mr. Sinkala's class, but um, mm. my um, my teacher in literature also sort of, I, I mean, the only Western book we read was Animal Farm and everything else was like, things fall apart and, um, you mm. know, cry the beloved country, that kind of, in that kind of mold. So it was very interesting to still, you know, experience that African literature vibe and, and just, it kind of just influences your reading culture going forward. Cause you're like, yeah, you know, these books are, these books are fire still. And, and you, <laughs> you kind of, cause like a lot of times, you know, you kind of think, okay, I want to experience a different culture. You're just exposed to different books. But once you get exposed to like a good, good piece of African literature, you kind of get hooked. Like you just can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many of them and, and, you know, you just, you just want to keep going. But anyway, let let me not, let me not digress too much. Um, (laughs) I will ask you what your favorite like pieces of African literature, African books are later on. But for now, I kind of just want to get a little more insight on, you know, the bookshelf, especially in the context of Zambia, where our reading culture isn't too great. Just how important do you think it is to keep pushing on the literary front? And how can we ensure that writers get more books out and have more people reading them? I know that's a bit loaded, but I just want to get some (laughs) thoughts from you. With increasing the reading culture, it's it's a bit difficult to say on how to do it because you know at the end of the day it's either you like to read or not you know it's it's either you adopt it when you're younger some people adopt it when they're older um but for me it's more about yes you could increase the reading culture that people can start reading more and also just awareness and people know that these books exist and they are by african authors you know then in their own time people can say okay let me pick this up and read because mm-hmm. most of the time people say, I actually don't know any Zambian author. I don't know any South African author. I don't know any Egyptian author. So it's also their awareness also helps for them just to know that, okay, these books are in my vicinity. And then with writers putting more books out, I understand it's actually very expensive to do if you're doing it on your own. And also, you know, there's the aspect of publishing, editing, marketing. I'm assuming... I don't know. Maybe we just have to, I don't know if we have to make our own publishing company here. I don't know, but it's that one. I'm actually not sure how that can get out because I know if it's something that's coming out of your own pocket, it can be very expensive to do. So maybe people are like writers are demoralized by that, but maybe they could find 
maybe open source platforms where people can just go to that site and read the book. Then hopefully later on, they can go into paperback and hardcover. Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay, just based off of what you just said, uh, two things kind of come to mind. Like I remember, I'm not so sure how, how big it is, but there was, there was a time when Wattpad was like really popping off and people were writing short stories mm. and everything. And, and even like full on like series of, of stories. And that's, that's something that was really cool to see. So it would be really good to sort of tap into that, um, that motivation, that inspiration and see if, you know, if it can be pushed further. Incidentally, I helped one of my friends publish a book on a platform called Kindle Direct Publishing by Amazon. And it's completely okay. free for the author. And the only thing that you pay for is, is printing costs and it's print on demand. So you basically, you can print like one copy out if, okay. if, if you know, you just want the one. So just for, for any like writers listening out there, you should check out Kindle Direct uh, Publishing. It's, it's a platform that I use myself for the two books that I put out. Well, one of them's still on the way, but yeah, it's, it's something that I feel like is low cost and the print quality is really great. Obviously the downside is you, you do have to take out some shipping out of pocket, but it's a very, I think it's a very affordable platform to just be able to put your work out because you can also publish a digital version of your book. And, and so that kind of helps you be able to put your work out. I saw this on, on the bookshelf, actually. There's, there's, um, I can't remember the details too much, but there's a lot of like contests that, that come out that people can, you know, submit their work to. So that, that could also be a platform to sort of raise some funds. Cause I mean, the prize is, is, is pretty decent on, on there is what I saw. I don't know if you can give us uh, a little bit more insight on that, uh, Kaluba, if you, if you, if you remember off the top of your head. I remember a bit. Yeah. So basically there's this platform called Brittle Paper. It's a UK based, I don't want to say blog, but let's say platform, which focuses on African literature. So once in a while they have, certain competitions where you can submit either your poetry, short essays, short stories, and then you can win some money or I'm not sure what else, what other benefits you can get. But yeah, if when you've got time, just check out Brittle Paper. It's on Instagram and they have a website. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that insight. I mean, I hope, I hope uh, any writers out there listening can, um, can, you know, take a moment to just look into that and, and put a submission. I mean, it never hurts. You never know which day is your lucky day and which day you might, you know, hit the jackpot and win. So hopefully someone gets inspired to, to go for it. Moving on, I guess I just want to ask you, Akalua, what's your vision going forward for the bookshelf like do you do you have any plans to sort of grow it into something bigger or are you just you know taking it in stride i think i say yes to both because as a big picture i would really like it to be one of like the sources of african book recommendations and reviews and ideally i would also just like to be a full-time book reviewer but for now, we have to chase the bag. <laughs> um, and then I'm taking it really day by day because, you know, creating content for a book review, it can be a bit, you know, um, exhausting, if I can say that, because you have to like try and figure out how you can, you know, make this book interesting or like, you know, entice the reader. But then at the end of the day, I just like post 
what I want and what I feel like. I can say, okay, today I want to review this book. Today I just want to talk about this. Today I just want to make a TikTok on this and that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you kind of just you, you kind of just own it, right? You make it your own thing and uh, and see where it leads. But honestly, it's it's really cool. It's really inspiring to see, you know, young people in our generation kind of taking an interest and in pushing to to just try to you know explore their interests and express that. Because a lot of times you find that people just don't do things that don't quite have like that mainstream appeal. Mm, like I remember mm, going exactly. To, Going, yeah, like going through high school, like reading was for the kids who weren't like the coolest, like the cool kids didn't read books. And, and it started, you just feel like there needs to be that sort of shift. Like it's okay to read books. Like, like yeah. you know, like no, no shade on like TV, Netflix and whatever, but like, like you can still, you can still have a fun time reading some books, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah, that's just the thing. That. Cause like being a reader, some people still see it as like something, let me not say weird, but like it's something which is boring. So yeah. obviously it doesn't appeal to everyone. So it's just about, you know, having your interests also out there. They don't have to be mainstream, but it's just about showing that, yeah, you know, we're, we're here and we like to read and there are other people who also like to read. Yeah, thanks. I mean, to anyone who thinks that reading is boring, I just have one thing to say to you. Go over to the bookshelf their instagram is the bookshelf without the e and an underscore at the end and go check what they recommend because they have some really fire recommendations on there that's all i'm gonna say for now um (laughs) i mean honestly like i feel like it it just comes down to getting good recommendations for Mm. for for books and just also just tapping into like the genre that you're interested in because like there's different genres it's not a one size yeah. fits all so maybe you yeah know, exactly you don't like poetry books but you're a fan of like mystery whatever um or, or political books and stuff like that so just find what you enjoy and, and what your interest is and, and just tap into that all right so on a personal note i have three questions for you and i'm, I'm gonna ask them all at once um, just to see how much you're paying attention. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so the first question is, what are some of your favorite genres in literature, more specifically African literature? I think I'd say... I think I'd say fiction, because most African books are fiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so far, fiction... Uh, romance, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not and really. also because if we're thinking about it, romance in African novels is not purely romance. Like, there's always some level of trauma and suffering. So it's not really yeah. not a pure romance book. But yeah, I think I'd say, yeah, just fiction, generally. Okay, that sounds fine. I mean, that, that kind of hit close to home because I was like, okay, the first book I put out is nonfiction. It's kind of, kind of romance, but yeah, you're right about the suffering. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, fiction, fiction is good. But I mean, don't you think that the lines are typically quite blurred in fiction because a lot of fiction tends to be inspired by nonfiction anyway? 
I think I get what you're saying because I use the example of Kimamanda Adichie's book Americana, which spoke mm-hmm. about the Nigeria Biafra War, which did happen, but yeah. she mentioned it in a fiction, a fictional book. So I think yeah, you could say. There are certain themes which are nonfiction, like, you know, colonization, colorism, patriarchy. Those things do come up in fiction, but I think it's just the fact that it's, it's put as a theme and not the real world thing. Like, this is what actually happened. You know, you can actually search in the news. It's just that they're using that element to add some sort of context to the fictional story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just found that, like, reading reading books from Ngugi and, uh, and even Tino Achebe, there's a lot of things that kind of like, okay, like this is, this is real. Like this is, this is an actual mm-hmm. thing that happened, but it's just framed in a different, um, in a different yeah. context. And, and so it's interesting and to see just like the way the yeah. lines kind of blur sometimes. Yeah. And it was actually, sorry, it was actually, it was actually half of Yellow Sun, not America. We have to remember. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. also the book I'm currently reading, which is called Glory by Novalet Bulawayo. She speaks about Robert Mugabe's fall using animal. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) so you can imagine like, I don't want to say it's kind of like animal farm, but you know, that element of using animals in a certain society is there. So it's interesting to read because I'm assuming she dramatized some things, but you know, it's just interesting to see that reading like from, an animal's perspective. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's an age old writing style. Like even Aesop used it uh, in, in his fables. And, and I mean, it's kind of wild because over time, you know, like people, people like Aesop, right? Like Aesop was originally from Ethiopia, but mm. he, he ended up in Greece. So technically I, I would argue that Aesop's fables is a piece of African literature, but that's a bit controversial. Mm. So, so maybe we'll edit that out from this conversation. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's just interesting to see, you know, it's almost poetic to be able to, like, use or personify, you know, an animal because of certain traits. Like, uh, it's just interesting to see that happen in literature. And I feel like I need to read that book because it seems really interesting. And that was actually my next question. I was going to ask what book you're reading right now. So thank you for answering the question. Before yeah. I'm actually reading, I'm actually reading two books. I don't know. And that's a bad habit of mine. Like I start a new book <laughs> while I'm reading one. Reading and I one. think that happens when I'm, I think that happens when my current read is like slow because I'm generally a fast reader. Uh-huh. So when I can feel myself like slowing down, I end up starting a new book. So the second one I'm reading is called um, The Sex Lives of African Women. Uh-huh. And it is a very, it's nonfiction. It's a very good book. It's a collection of about, I think it's 35 women. They mm-hmm. explain their stories of self-discovery, understanding sex, sexuality, intimacy, from the perspective of being an African woman, which is actually interesting because most of the time, we don't have that those conversations amongst ourselves because it's sort of like a quote unquote taboo and you know we're not supposed to talk about yeah. those things and so on. So it's actually really interesting just to get that insight from women from across Africa. Yeah, definitely. I mean that sounds super that sounds super interesting. It's it's definitely important to be able to have these conversations, especially like 
in the context which we're in, where it's almost like, um, it's, it's like a topic that people just don't want to talk about, but it, it, mm. you know, it's part of existence and it's, it's especially important, you know, to not marginalize the opinions and experiences of mm. women. So, so that, that, that definitely sounds like a, sounds like a good read, especially for young women coming of age to just sort of be able to almost like have the conversations that they yeah. can't have um, exactly. in our current, you know, in our current context. Well, I guess, are there any other books that you would recommend other than the ones that you're reading? Because that was like the last of the three questions that I had for you. Just if you can recommend some books to to our audience to just like go read, like like today, like they must begin. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't start. There's so many. Okay, I can recommend my last review, which was it's called Black Sunday by Tola Abraham. That is a very good and painful book to read (laughs) it's painful but it's important to read it speaks about the lives of these four nigerian siblings and basically after a single traumatic event you know life just happens and when i say life i mean like the trenches of life (laughs) but obviously it speaks about other things you know that happened in nigeria from about i think it's the 80s to about early 2000 so it's a very Mm -hmm. good book I would also recommend, hmm, I think I'll recommend a nonfiction since that I don't tend to read nonfiction, but I'll recommend one nonfiction. I'll recommend yours since you did say you wrote yours. <laughs> and I'll also recommend Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. That is a brilliant book. That is oh, yeah. That's a, actually a that memoir. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting that book. Is, yeah. That is a very interesting book. It felt like it felt like he was having a conversation with you and not necessarily telling his life story. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I feel like that's the best, that's the best way for something mm. to read, um, especially mm. when it feels extremely relatable. And it just feels like you're having that one-on-one kind of conversation. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's super, that's super interesting. Thank you for your recommendations um i think we'll come to the end of of the interview of this uh episode uh but before we do i just want to ask if you have any um closing remarks i'll just recommend to all the readers i know you have different genres that you like with a fantasy thriller sci-fi you know non-fiction fiction poetry I do recommend, like, as an African, to at least try one African novel. You know, you may not like it, but at least just try it, because I do believe we have stories that need to be told and need to be read. So it's very important to just look at those books and see how you feel when you read them, because I feel like when I read African novels, there's just something which I feel when I read them, whereas compared to Western books, I just read them. Like, I feel like I'm reading a movie script. Whereas African mm-hmm. novels, you just there's just this sense of you could say intimacy a bit, but there's just a relation you feel when you read the book, which I think is very important. Give African novels a try. Yeah, most most definitely. I I, I second that. It's very important for us to explore, you know, literature that comes from our own perspective. And it's also like equally important to be able to tell stories from our own perspective. Because like a lot of the history that we learn 
comes from like a Eurocentric perspective. It's, it's not exactly. It's not based on our own, you know, understanding, and, and it's important for us to kind of be able to explore that. And exactly. Uh, yeah, and just experience experience life, experience culture, the way that we do. Because it's a very, you know, it's a very unique existence that we have, and books is one of the ways that gets preserved. So it's important for us to be able to keep that, um, keep that going for sure. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time, um, Kalua. We appreciate you, and we hope that, yeah, we hope that the bookshelf continues to grow, and that you get more people, you know, reading the books that you review and recommend. And yeah, hopefully this is not the last time that we have you on because yeah, it's been really cool to to just be able to chat with you and get some insight from you. Um, Thank you. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, With that being said, this is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Village ZM. My name is Sui and catch you next time. Thanks for listening to us. We are the Village ZM Podcast. To catch up or to know more about what we do or what is upcoming, feel free to look us up. We are at the Village ZM on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you and goodbye.